Welcome to All the Best Podcasts Have Daddy Issues. This is a bonus episode. We're we're letting our hair down mm-hmm. on this one. We we're we're doing away with the, the both the pomp and frankly the circumstance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're here to talk about uh, Lost Season One. Just uh, the recap. Oh, I guess I should say I'm Nolan Pavlich. And I'm Emma May. But yeah, this is. Uh, should we have a different name for it? Do you think should this still be all the best podcasts have daddy issues? Should it be? How do you? Let me ask you. I'm gonna run you, this by you, even okay. though we we didn't uh, talk about it beforehand. How do you feel about like daddies after dark? No. For the name of this, are you sure? I you think like it that? might show up in some searches that might not be related <laughs> to loss. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you think so? I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I would honestly be thrilled if we could get our uh, our podcast like into like the the leather daddy podcast algorithm. I think we need to really like be going for that that yeah. audience. Agreed. But yeah, all right. Well, we're just gonna go over a few of our favorite and least favorite things about this season. I think we should look at it maybe overall though. Um, up till this point, Emma, would you say, based on the entirety of the first season, that Lost is a good TV show? I am leaning towards yes. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been some pretty serious deaths. But for the <laughs> yeah. most part, I think that um, it was really enjoyable. I really like this first season. Awesome cliffhanger. And I'm very excited for the second season. What do you think, Nolan? Yeah, I mean it's tough because the the beauty of Lost is in that it what it promises for the future. Mm. Like it's just you always want to see what the answer to the the mystery is, and so without a resolution to that mystery, it's hard to say like yeah, this is great, but like for sure this was a great season. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when it came out, it was a phenomenon by like week six. Yeah, I think like pretty solidly, like just. Everybody was watching the show. Um, it's kind of a bummer. They don't really... I mean, that's never going to happen again, too. Like, we're just never going to have a water cooler show like that. Yeah, I think Game not. of Thrones was probably the last one. And that one was still a little bit... That was not, like, family-friendly, necessarily. Right. Um, you can't talk about, like, everything on that show at the water cooler. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I should say. It depends on the family, I suppose. Sure. I'm trying to think of what it would be like watching Game of Thrones with my mom. Pretty horrific, I think. I yeah, think maybe just in general. Show. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like yeah. Game of Thrones. Throwing that out there. Really? Yeah. Wow. You thought not enough other chairs, right? You were thinking they're focusing so much on this one throne. Right. But, like, there's so many other chairs in, in this fantasy yeah. world that they're just ignoring. Yeah, so many chairs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I I couldn't do it. I mean, I did watch all of it all the way through, but then mm. this reboot, I cannot get on board with. I haven't even checked that out yet. Everything I hear about it makes me think that I will not enjoy it. Yeah. Even could... though it's gotten good reviews, so. Yeah, and I think that there are really good actors in it, but I just couldn't get past the first episode. If you know, you know. Mm. Well, 
we're not here to talk about Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. even though we have done that many times <laughs> on the show. Uh, let's uh, let's dive into this first season. Let's do it. Absolute. Let's say you know we'll go over our, our favorites, our least favorites. Let's start with characters. Uh, I mean, for me, I will just say right off the bat, absolute favorite character on the show, the one that adds like the most to the show, perhaps. You know, maybe maybe not as directly as people are expecting. Got to be the island, I think. It's the island. It's always been the island. There wouldn't be a show lost without the mm-hmm. island. I can confidently say Yeah, they'd be in the water. That. Yeah. They'd just be in the water without mm-hmm. this island. Do you have a second favorite? <laughs> oh, a second favorite, like mm-hmm. a human character? Yeah. Well, unfortunately, actually, my second favorite character might not even be human. Because uh, Vincent's up there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean... I think of this first season, there's great moments with all of them. I I think Sawyer is the most interesting to watch episode to episode. Mm -hmm. Because he's kind of detestable from the start. So when he does the really, like, low-down stuff, it doesn't... you, You kind of expect it, and it doesn't feel the way it does when, like, Jack is, like, screaming at Kate. Or whatever, like... Right. Uh, I just, I, every time he's in an episode and he has, like, the focus of a plot line, like, even when it's not, like, the really, like, high-stakes stuff, like, the stuff with him reading to Claire's baby, mm-hmm. or Aaron, I guess we can say now is his name, or just any of the stuff where he's just kind of in the background or not as important, he still lends a good bit of character to the show. Yeah. The glasses episode with him, too. Yes. I love yeah. that. It's so mm-hmm. good. What uh? What about you? What are you thinking? Uh, favorite character? Yeah, this might. Uh, besides the island. Besides like... the island, my second favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, this actually might surprise our listeners and maybe you, Nolan. But okay, my favorite character is Locke. Um, really? Yeah, I think he brings so much to the table. It like so much of the drama that really compels me on the show he is at the center in some way and his first flashback really just set the tone for the Mm -hmm. show and was just so successful it landed so well i think all of his flashbacks have had this really like soap opera element to it that is a little cheesy but i do really like um i grew up watching soap operas and i like that uh, yeah. type of TV. But Terry O'Quinn is just perfect, uh, so I think I'm going to have to go with Locke. I, I I mean, I will say, thinking about it, like, there's probably, like, the first... After you get past the pilot with the, the monster and the French transmission, he's, like, the most mysterious thing on the show mm-hmm. for, like, eight or nine episodes. <laughs> like, yeah. before they start getting to, like, Ethan or the Hatch and that kind of stuff. Like, the, really, like, you, you're wondering to yourself, like, what does this dude know? Yeah. I, yeah, that's a good point. It would not be the same show without Locke, for sure. Yeah, and without Terry O'Quinn playing Locke, too. Yeah, um, that's true, too. So I'm going to have to go with him. Also, I think his like tug of war that he has going on with Jack is a lot more palatable to me than the some of the other conflicts, personal conflicts, and interpersonal relationships on the show. So, yeah, that's my vote for second best. Yeah, for second best, of course. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, it's a real, like, philosophical debate between him and Jack, not just like a, I want to do this, but you want to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, at least favorite character? Who you who you got? Yeah. 
no surprise at all it's obviously charlie yeah for sure for sure Uh, yeah like hands down which is such a bummer because i'm such a huge fan of dominic moynihan um Mm -hmm. but his character is just so detestable i think the only time that he's really redeemable is in the season finale we had 25 episodes (laughs) and the ones that feature charlie are just so like Ooh, stomach churning sometimes so mm-hmm. yeah i don't think that will be a surprise for anybody though who who listens to the podcast yep. what about you nolan oh i mean it's gonna be it's gonna be same i mean there's characters who are worse written mm-hmm. like um i would say michael's ex is susan is her name oh, i think yeah um or you know or characters that just do maybe just demonstrably worse things like you know, uh, Jack's dad, Christian, was like, you know, he he purposefully let, not purposefully, I guess, but he let a pregnant woman die on the operating table yeah. because he was too uh, focused on his ego. But, like, just in terms of how much the show puts him front and center, because he is, you know, Dominic Monaghan's the most popular, or the, the most famous actor on the show at this point. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's got to be. I, Matthew Fox had Party of Five, but, like, Lord of the Rings had just come out. Yeah. Like, it has to be him. So for as much screen time as Charlie gets, he's just not... The the times where he's fun to watch are just so few and far between. Yeah. And he's just not right for the role, I think. I think he could be doing Hurley's deal pretty mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Because he was kind of like comic relief in Lord of the Rings a lot. I mean, he was obviously very mm-hmm. central to it, but like, especially in the Fellowship, I feel like that would transfer over really well. That's actually a very good point. Um, he just doesn't. He doesn't have the edge for him to be like believable as like this, uh, you know, washed up drug addict rock star. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, just doesn't. No part of him works for me. I didn't enjoy either of his flashbacks, um, which. Kate has some pretty bad flashbacks, which I'm sure we'll talk about, but she at least, I'm interested in her in the future. I'm not interested in Charlie. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, um, moving forward, how about like uh, uh, looking at like plot lines? I I mean, just in general, I think it's pretty obvious for, I mean, I assume we both have the same least favorite, right? Which has got to be that toy fucking airplane. Okay. So... I have in my notes like two full paragraphs about the stupid toy airplane and then I crossed them out and I was like, okay, airplane bitching corner has got to stop. Like we have to move on (laughs) from the dumb airplane, but just Mm -hmm. because I feel like I've ragged on it. I have ragged on it every single episode since the reveal. Um, (laughs) So, I mean, it is definitely number one for me, but I, uh, I also included another one too. Whoa, what's the other one? Um, I am going to go with, like, um, the early parts of Claire's pregnancy. Um, mostly okay. because I felt like she was just such an undervalued part of the show. Um, yeah. And then when they... And she... Oh, my gosh. The, Emily uh, Ravine, Ravine um, mm-hmm. played her so well, and she's so likable. And I just felt like they really wasted that opportunity and then they obviously brought it more into the show and it became really central to the show but a lot of Claire's scenes are just 
there to kind of show how Charlie reacts or what Charlie does. And I don't like that. Like, she is a standalone character. She doesn't need Charlie to carry the scenes from her. I, yeah, I 100% agree. I, she is talented enough and believable enough that they could be giving her a lot more than they are. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she is not a full cast member until, what was it, like episode like 8 or 9 or maybe even 10, something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe even more than that. But, like, it's just wild to me. Like, her, the the pregnant woman, the extremely pregnant woman... Uh, like in the middle of the plane wreckage to me is so iconic from the pilot that like it's just wild to me that they never really seemed like they had a plan for her until like partway through the season. Right. And like you said, I mean, their plan for her is mostly just Charlie has a new toy. Right. Exactly. Um. So I hope they do more with her. We'll see. But I think Mm -hmm. that's definitely a missed opportunity for season one. Yeah. How about a uh, favorite ones? Um. So my favorite one, I think, and I actually already mentioned it, but Locke's relationship to the island, and then by extension, mm-hmm. um, his relationship with Jack, and how there's that uh, juxtaposition between the two. Like he's the man of faith, and he's the man of science, and how that mm-hmm. carries over into the whole theme of the show. Um, mm-hmm. I just love the symbolism that comes out of it, and I think it adds a, a really cool element to the television show or that makes it a little more philosophical than maybe your average ABC show at night, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, just the fact that he's called John Locke too, like really ends, lends this air of like, what are we looking for here? Like there's definitely something behind the curtain that we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. And, and you want to get to the bottom of it with him uh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Nolan? So, favorite plot line, I think... I mean, the life and death of Leslie Arst is, of course, tempting to say as an answer. But, like, that's pretty boring. I think every single person uh, would have that as their answer. Like, I'm sure Mm -hmm. you also crossed that out. I'm sure you had more than two paragraphs written about that. Uh, You you had to. Uh Uh-huh. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The... I guess this might be more of just... No, I think it's the continued... I think I love Hurley's. Oh, um, yeah. Which is interesting because we don't get to it until so late in the season. Like, I think it's episode 18 is numbers. It's just such a cool idea of... You know, we see over the course of the show, like, how all of these people's lives are made better... Uh, by, you know, by being on the island. Like, they have a chance to actually confront the problems in their life that they were never going to off the island. And so you're waiting for, like, what the shoe is that's going to drop with Hurley. And, like, for it to be, like, just that sort of, uh, you know, Midas touch mm-hmm. thing of, like, everything he has turns to gold, but, like, that's bad for him. Like, And then that juxtaposed with him having good luck on the island. I, to me, mm-hmm. I just, I love it. I think it's such a cool... Uh, such a cool way to have a backstory for a character who seems like they shouldn't have an interesting backstory. Yeah, and I feel like there are other like little Easter eggs with him too. Um, like when he's on the TV, uh, 
after you win the lottery. And um, I just think that that's cool how they peppered that in. Big Hurley fan. Yeah. Yeah, we were a little hard on him early in the in the show just because he was pretty racist uh, yeah. through like the first yeah. like 15 or 16 episodes. But I mean, he's likable no matter what. Mm-hmm. And he's entertaining to watch. And especially, I believe it's the end of Numbers where he hugs Rousseau. I think that's like one of my favorite. It's one of the most understated scenes in this first mm-hmm. season. It's it's really good. It doesn't quite have the gut punch of, uh, you know, like Sawyer telling Jack that his daddy's proud of him. But Yeah. Uh, well, let's move on to flashbacks, which I guess kind of just ties into the characters. But like... Is there a particular flashback that, like, is just your absolute favorite? Like, you're excited to both see when it comes up and to see more of? Yeah, I mean, I already kind of mentioned it, but locks are absolutely my mm-hmm. favorite. I think that, um, especially uh, walkabout, um, I I just love that they did such a good job of painting this picture of this kind of, like sad lonely man um and then they have the wheelchair Mm -hmm. reveal and then like you're kind of you're very much cheering for him at the end and you kind of like share that triumph with him of Mm -hmm. he experienced this miracle and now he can walk um and i think that's just perfect television it landed so perfectly for me and that is definitely the episode that got me really really excited about the show um and really invested in the characters and kind of i mean Locke especially but just seeing what other flashbacks come from the characters too yeah him staring at the wheelchair like next to the bonfire at the end of that episode is like genuinely moving Mm -hmm. uh it's so good and that episode i think is like an absolute master class because it starts with the reveal Right, that Locke is kind of like a loser in yeah. real life. And so you already, like, you're thinking, like, oh, dang, I'm getting, like, a reveal from these flashbacks. And so, like, when they drop the bomb on you of, like, oh, no, he's been in a wheelchair this whole time. Mm-hmm. You're just not even ready for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's excellent. Yeah. I, I, I think I gotta agree with you there. Like, just, there's nobody whose flashbacks you want to see more of, like, Locke. Like, mm-hmm. you just, you, you want to know. And I, I think I mentioned it on the show but i think a really dumb thing that they do is try to keep it a mystery of why he's in the chair um or why he was in the chair uh to me that is not particularly compelling and we'll see if the answer ends up being worth it but even so you just want to know more about like why he is like this (laughs) yeah yeah and least favorite flashbacks um i mean I don't know. It's it's tough for me. I, I, it's a toss up, but for sure, between Kate and Charlie. They did Kate um, so dirty. Yeah, they really did. Yeah. the The thing for me is that Kate, at least, I enjoy her first one in Tabula Rasa, mm-hmm. uh, where she's in uh, the farm in Australia. So, like, the Charlie ones, I don't care for either of them. Yeah. And the and I'm interested to see in you know to actually find out what Kate did and all that. Uh, whereas I'm not interested in ch- future Charlie flashbacks. Yeah. Because all of the interesting Charlie stuff is going to be happening on the island now. Exactly. I mean, we already kind of know 
what's going on with him in yeah. his flashbacks. So there's not really a lot more. Yeah, because we we're just going to see him. I mean, maybe we'll see. We've kind of already seen his descent into using drugs anyways. Mm-hmm. But like, we're either going to see him before the drugs or we're going to see him during them. Because he only quit him after the island. It's just, I don't know. But yeah, how about you? What do you think of the least favorite flashbacks? For for me, it's definitely Charlie. Because I'm at least interested in Kate. Like mm-hmm. you're saying. Like, even though it, ugh, she's had some real bad ones, um, I think that homecoming for me is probably the worst. I think it the way that it depicted addiction... Um, mm-hmm. It was almost like they were trying to make it fun. Like he pukes on the printer. Um, oh my god! Like yeah, that's so. You know it, uh. and it really like cheapens his battle with heroin, having that mm-hmm. flashback. So I'm gonna have to go with Homecoming for me. And plus, we had to see that uh, absolute. Uh, what do they call her? Oh, a moose. Yeah, a moose. Uh, the absolute moose mm-hmm. of a woman. Ugh, uh, makes me sick to even think about. So ugly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing is, like, Charlie barely gets redeemed for being a heroin addict on the show. He doesn't get ever redeemed for any of his other, like, horrible qualities. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like the show even thinks of them as horrible. Like, they, Lucy should have broken up with Charlie anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless of whether or not he threw up in a printer. And right. Charlie, frankly, should have been condemned to a mental institution for throwing up in a printer. That's insane. You know, we'll see. I... I can't remember what the next Charlie episode is, so we'll have to see. Hopefully there's something good there. Yeah. Now, I think it's time to bring up, uh, uh, you know, this, the thing that gets the fan fiction writers going, that really brings in the audience, That's it's romance, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, what, what are you going for? Favorite, like, romance to watch? Okay, my favorite is... Mm-hmm. Saeed and Shane. Oh, really? It is, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, let me elaborate on that for you. Okay. So, um, obviously, I love Saeed. Mm-hmm. I have made no secret about that. I have a big crush yeah. on him. Um, I mean, just to be clear, we did find your diary, which included mm-hmm. nothing but you writing Emma May hyphen Jarrah. Yeah. In it right. over and over. I mean, it's honestly a little bit creepy. And like Saeed's name over and over and there's a little heart over the eye. Yeah, and it was like stills of the show that you would Photoshop your own face onto <laughs> over yeah. Maggie Grace's. I mean it's sickening, honestly. I know. I know. <laughs> um but I think one of the main things that I really like about it is uh that they are doing so much to try and break that stereotype of like the Iraqi war criminal terrorist turn informant like they they have that aspect of it but I think where else can you see on TV that same person who's like in a relationship that's pretty healthy mm-hmm. with um uh you know the Paris Hilton blonde American like I really like that dynamic that they have and I think that we get to see a personality from Shannon that's actually interesting and not you know detestable and vapid we kind of get to see this like softer side from her and then in turn kind of the same with Saeed like they brought him on 
early on he was a torturer and um, had this like tough past and it's kind of mm-hmm. fun to see just softer sides from both of them. Yes, it's good because it, it isn't it's something that you wouldn't see coming. Mm-hmm. But in a way it felt more organic than it should have. Like I think they just have decent chemistry as actors as well. Yeah. Uh, which which uh, helps big time. But yeah, it's um it's good to watch. It, it I think very easily they could do to Shannon what they've done to Claire of making Shannon's whole deal to be just the love interest for Saeed. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting that they've kind of just given her more character development in the relationship than out of it. Like, Saeed, like, encourages her to not be shitty, which is fun. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. What about you? Yeah. Well, so, I I think I gotta go Sun and Jin. Yeah. They, I almost even said them for my favorite flashbacks because I really love their flashbacks. Mm-hmm. I, I was kind of surprised when rewatching the season how much I loved them. So, I, you know, I know that there is the thing, and we've talked about it, obviously, of Jin being, like, kind of borderline abusive mm-hmm. at, at, towards the start of, start of the show. Uh, like I said, I think that maybe... I, I don't think he's supposed to be read that way. I think it's easy to read him that way now in uh, 2022. So I can understand someone being put off by it, like, being like, Oh, the great love story of how this woman, like, went back to her abuser or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, I could understand how you would maybe be put off by that. But, like, especially in Exodus Part 1, when they say goodbye and he goes on the boat. Like, that. There's, it's just so beautiful. They have such great chemistry. It's just good. I don't know. It's it's fun to have a a previously established couple on the show as well. Yeah. Yeah. I I love them together. I think that's such Mm -hmm. a good answer and like we mentioned previously too i think also during the start of the show so much of that had to be exaggerated because they didn't translate anything yeah so i think that's yeah. kind of the the reason for it and once we get more context with their flashbacks and with their reconciliation um it doesn't seem the same looking back it's really great. I think at this point, you can't really do anything but root for them. Yeah. Like, whatever trepidation you had early on in the show, I think at this point, like, they just... Uh, you just want it to happen. Of course, Jin is drowning in the middle of the ocean, so mm-hmm. um, that isn't happening, but uh, that's what season two is for, baby. Least favorite romance, I think we should both say it at the same time, just on the count of three. Is that good for you? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Mine is going to... Ooh, okay. Yep. yep okay. Yep, yep. All right. One, two, three. So Scott and Steve. Jack, oh. Triangle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> really? So you like that less than you like the love triangle less than Charlie and Claire? I did. Cause and here's why. I'll tell you why. Um, okay. <laughs> Charlie and Claire is really, really annoying but the love triangle is so it's supposed to like move the plot along and because of that in some cases we get these like character dialogues that just seem so off and plot holes that seem weird and they're treating each other one way in this episode and then completely the opposite in this episode and I just would have liked more consistency 
And I know that it sounds so contrarian, but it just really like took away from the show for me. And I did roll my eyes sometimes at how that love triangle played out. But I know that it's important for the drama. It's important for the show. I just wish that it could have been developed a little bit better. Yes. Well, especially because it seemed like they wanted to like throw Saeed in there as well at the beginning of the like... I mean, I like Jack and Kate um, when they're both, like, I guess when they're both having good days and they're both mm-hmm. not being absolute freaks. Um, I think on the whole, I like Kate and Sawyer a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think that they just have better chemistry, even though Sawyer, as we've said, has done some pretty detestable things over the course of the season, uh, particularly with Kate. Right. So it's really hard to, like, be excited about either of them. <laughs> but, like, uh, I think it just... I don't know. Yeah, I I see what you're saying. Charlie and Claire, just the, the fake peanut butter thing oh, man. makes me want to, makes yeah. me mad. It makes me like genuinely angry. Yeah. And then I do think it's I, worth mentioning, just because it's, uh, you know, no spoilers, I guess. It's never coming up again. In addition to Saeed and Kate being a weird romance that they tried to do at the start and let go of, was Michael and Son. Yeah. It definitely seemed like they were hinting that, right? Yeah. Like over the court, like is, he, she was the one that, or he was the one that she reached out to the most. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, you know, obviously she told him first that she could speak English, uh, and we had the like the classic anime walk in on her changing uh, scene with them. See, it, it, it's, I think that whatever the point they decided, like no, Jin actually is like a redeemable human being, was probably when that. That plot line just went straight in the trash, but... Thank goodness. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I love Harold Perrineau. Yeah. But I don't know that him and, um, uh, him and Son had a ton of chemistry. Yeah, right. I do want to say an honorable mention for a least favorite. Okay. Which is Boone and Shannon. That's yeah, okay, well, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, that's <laughs> actually really fair. That It honestly is maybe a little bit telling... For not both having that answer immediately. Yeah. It definitely, that should be the worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's so weird to think about that. Just the idea of in 2005. Yeah. Uh, being like, yeah, we're going to like try and run by this like quasi incest plot line. Like, did they think people would like it? Mm-hmm. I mean, even if they did, I don't think they really got a chance to gauge the people's reactions to it before they killed off Boone, right? Yeah, I wonder if that's one of the reasons they killed him off because they didn't want. To yeah, because they didn't want to have to write anymore. a part two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they. Do... <laughs> um, I mean, I we never really got a scene where Saeed wakes up, and then like he rolls over, and there's Shannon, but then he rolls to the other side, and then there's Boone just like staring daggers at him, uh, which is a bummer. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think probably a good time that Boone shuffled off at the time that he did. Okay, so moving on, uh, what are we looking at, uh, like, just, like, full episodes as a whole? Yeah, so least favorite was kind of a toss-up for me between mm-hmm. Born to Run and Homecoming. <laughs> yep. Just not a fan of either of those. Um, the reveal in Born to Run is just so underwhelming. Uh and we have fake yeah. Topher Grace. Yeah. You know? 
I don't care if he's Sean Astin's brother. It's, <laughs> it's fake toe for grace. Uh-huh. Um, so those are probably my two. What about you? I, I think I got to go Born to Run. I, yeah. It's just the plane made me so mad. It, it's funny, too, just because in my head I, I knew that I didn't like the whole plane thing. But it wasn't until we did this podcast and like I was forced to like critically examine it that I realized how stupid it is. Yeah. And it started actually making me angry. Like <laughs> that uh it's just such a bummer. And, and the rest of the episode is not great either. Like I, whatever the case may be, I didn't care for the the flashbacks too much, but obviously we've talked I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the Jack and Kate dynamic in that one. Mhm. But at least it was fun to watch, like Sawyer trying to open the case and that kind of thing. Yeah. The bank robbery was maybe even worse than the plane, honestly, overall. Like, it was just <laughs> very boring to watch, but boy. Yeah, and Homecoming, I, I think I like the stuff on the island enough. Right. Like, with, because uh, that was with Ethan, right? Was that episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that one, it, I think I liked that enough for it to just edge out uh, Born to Run. Yeah. That's actually a good point. Um, I think all in all, Born to Run just didn't really have any redeeming qualities for me. I can't even remember what was going on in the island. Yeah. If it had, instead of the episode Born to Run, just been... Uh, the, on the island was them, was Kate poisoning, or son poisoning Jin. Oh. And Kate basically manipulating her into that so that yeah. she can get on the raft. Yeah. Uh, the... the I think if instead of releasing the episode Born to Run, they had just put out like the music video for Bruce Springsteen's Born to Run, it mm-hmm. would have been a bigger success for me. So Really high ratings. What are we looking at for favorite? Um, I guess I already mentioned it, but I think Walkabout is the one that I have mm-hmm. to go with. Um, it just lands really, really perfectly for me. Yeah. The whole thing is just good. Really, really good. Yeah. What about you? I'm with you. I I think just a little bit more that I like House of the Rising Sun. Mm-hmm. It it just really stuck with me over the course of the the season. I think the flashbacks are so good for it. The the stuff on the island is good. Like just all in all, it's it's a good watch. But yeah, I mean, Walkabout is iconic too. It's re- it's kind of it's really a toss up. But I, I I I think House of the Rising Sun I like a little bit more. Sure. And what I like in House of the Rising Sun, too, is that we get that kind of double flashback with uh, Jin, too. Mm -hmm. Um, So that does add a lot to the show. Yeah, it's the first time we get any interiority to him, like, whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And even then, it's not even that much, but it's just nice, yeah. I guess that's when the show decided to start treating him like a person. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I think... I think we're almost done, but there is one category which stands above the rest. One one aspect of the show that we, we simply have to talk about. Mm-hmm. Let's look at favorite and least favorite daddy issues. Uh, yeah. You have a, let's, let's start least favorite. Least favorite daddy issue. Um, so this might be a little, like, conceptual maybe, but um, mm-hmm. just that dynamic between Locke and Boone. Mm, um, sure really really the more i think about it bothers me because Locke leans into being island daddy for boone so hard even calls him son and then after 
Boone dies, then he just completely switches and he interrupts the funeral and he yeah. tells Jack that like, well, he's a sacrifice to the island and there just doesn't seem to be like any real rem- remorse, even though he no. kind of cultivated this relationship with Boone, kind of took advantage of the fact that Boone definitely has daddy issues in there somewhere. Um, you know, I think I'm going to have to go with that one, um, even though it's not like a blood or even absolutely familial relationship. Yes. I, I think that's the one that comes to mind for least favorite for me. Yeah. Well, and Boone's daddy issues, are like just it, in terms of his actual daddy, they're for sure there, mm-hmm. but they're they're pretty boring, I think. They're just kind of like normal rich boy stuff. Yeah. I think, honestly, Boone is probably the one character on the show where his mommy issues are way more interesting than his, mm-hmm. like, whatever's mm-hmm. going on with his, Boone and his mom has got to be incredibly messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, least favorite, I think, I, I, I think, I mean, Sons is pretty boring, yeah. and so is Claire's. They're pretty standard stuff. It's, I, I think maybe I just got to go with Son. Like, the stuff... I mean, there is a lot of like uh, you know generalization and that kind of stuff about uh, about uh, Jin being like, oh yeah, this is for you know my honor with Sun's dad and Sun like her dad just like completely rule ruling her life. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's just I don't know. It's just seems like it's been done before, and it doesn't seem like they have a particularly interesting spin on it. Yeah, her dad has no personality either, other than like. Um, bossy, bossy, yeah, boss yes. dad. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 the boss daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, starring Alec Baldwin coming twenty twenty four. Yeah, the he is a human being that seems like he was born wearing a a suit and tie. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, how about a uh, favorite favorite daddy issue? I mean, this has got to be contentious. There's so many good ones, so many There's to pick so from. Many good ones. Um, I almost went with Jack and Christian. Yeah. Oh, I love their story. I love that we get that moment with Sawyer at the end. That is just so Mm -hmm. good. Um, but I had to go with Walt and Michael. Oh my gosh. I had the exact same answer. Do you A hundred percent. Yes. Uh, yeah. Literally my, my thoughts were like, I want to talk about Jack and Christian because like, I... Christian is, like, the most interesting flashback character, I think. Mm -hmm. But seeing Walt and Michael develop on the island is so fun. It is a lot of fun. And just seeing their character arc, too. And we've talked about, I mean, I feel like they could have done more with Michael outside of just being a father. But Mm -hmm. the relationship that they have between each other is really fun to watch. And it makes the cliffhanger even that much more like i really want to get into season two and see what happens yeah yeah the uh the moments where of like him showing him the birthday cards yeah and 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 him you know basically just lying to walt and saying yeah i got vincent uh brian said you could have vincent like that kind of stuff hits so perfect i really you know i first watched the show I was, you know, 13, 14 or whatever when I first watched the show. And I really, that kind of stuff just went fully over my head. But, like, watching mm-hmm. it as an adult, it's uh, 
It's very touching and real. Harold Perrineau and Malcolm David Kelly both like just absolutely kill it. Uh, they're both so good. Yeah, absolutely. And then also seeing um, why Michael had to step back too, because mm-hmm. he was basically forced to, and then it like rolled over into Walt and created the issues that they're working through. I love that we get that context. Yes, because Michael's probably the only daddy that is sympathetic on the show, right? Like I'm trying to think, mm-hmm. I'm going through the roster here, but I'm not, I'm not hitting any daddies that I give a, a you know, anything about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's nice to see, to like, it, it's kind of like Sun and Jin, where you're like, there's for sure issues here, but they also feel like it's like an understandable communication issue and like. The circumstances of life weren't really fair to either of you. Mm-hmm. Instead of, like, just your daddy's bad. Yeah, right. But really, in a host of daddy issues, you know, it's tough to come out on top. There's there, there's there's plenty of contenders on this show. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, I think that about does it. I mean, like we said, what a, I, in my opinion, great first season. I cannot wait to see if the show holds up to it. I, I truly can't wait to start talking about season two. I'm really excited. I don't remember that much from season two. I'm realizing that everything that I really remembered from the show, for the most part, was in season one. So I'm I'm really excited. Um, yeah. Any are there any mysteries that you're interested in? Oh, true. And seeing if they play out in season two. Anything that you are hoping to get some answers for, more context on. I mean, the hatch is. Um, the most direct one. Like, you have to assume we're going to get an answer to that in episode one. We'll see if we do. But, like, mm-hmm. the hatch is the most, like, immediate and obvious one. I'm kind of... Rousseau's whole deal I'm interested yeah. in. Like, I, I want to see what's going on with her. Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, hatch is definitely up there. And then I'm just really interested in Claire's amnesia like I want to know what happened um, mm-hmm. and fill in the blanks there because it's confusing how she was taken by Ethan and then Rousseau yeah. and yeah I just want to fill in those blanks I'm really curious can I give you a spoiler for what happened yes so she they take her but it turns out that she is basically like a John Wick type she just <laughs> destroys, like, all of them. He, she beats up Ethan, and then she escapes. And then, of course, her body has to block it from her memory to stop her mm-hmm. from, you know, ruining all of the other people on the island. But, you know, just, uh, you know, we'll get there when we get there. But it, it's it's fun to see. It's honestly really fun to see Claire with a gun. Uh, yeah. You don't get to see it enough. <laughs> so it's, it's nice to see her just kicking ass. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, great. Well... Uh, guys, we want to say thank you so much for uh, listening. We're finishing up the first season here. We'll, we can't wait to talk about season two. You know, email us, tweet. You know, no, no, no. Hold on. Our hair is down for this episode. We don't yeah. need to do any of that stuff. Um, until next week, we will see you all in another life. Bye.